So welcome to uh, Tuesday night's Exploring Amuna Vad. Uh, it's going to be, I guess, one of the last ones. I don't think the last one, but one of the last ones possibly of the year. Uh, so now we have to get into some uh, additional yusaitas about Amuna. And it's a short piece we're going to learn tonight from Ramesha. And, uh, but it's a very, very uh, important one. It's a very fundamental one. And, uh, and it's going to be very, very clear uh, why it's important very soon. The Pasuk says in Parshas Emmer, this week's Parsha, Mayade Hashem. These are the Mayadim of Hashem. We're going to have a whole list of all the Mayadim that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us. They're called Mayade Hashem. Mayad is really a Lushan of like a vad, like what we're doing right now. What is, what is a vad? A vad means to uh, come together. To be misvayed means to come together. So the shirish of the word mayed is also a lashon of to come together because yantif is actually a rendezvous. It's a, uh, it's a coming together. It's a joining up of Klal Yisrael and the Rabbi and so when we come to a mayed, a mayed is a very special time on the calendar. Each mayed adds its own flavor to our neshamas. Every mayed specifically has its own unique uh, tam. On Pesach, we're supposed to, let's say, uh, imbibe and, and take in emuna. Um, and shvuas, uh, of course, a time of, uh, of Kabbalah Satira. Suk is a time of Simcha, Roshan is a time of Din, Yom Kippur is a time of Tara. Every single Mayed on the calendar gives our Neshama a vitamin, as it were, that it needs uh, to go on until the next Mayed. And so a Mayed is a time that we get to really join up with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's Mayade Hashem. Asher Tikru Aysam Mikrai Kaidesh. And these are holy convocations. These are holy days that were called, were summoned to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then it says, Before we get to any of the other holidays, festivals that the Torah is going to list, Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, Rosh Kippur, it starts off with Shabbos. Six days you're supposed to work, and on the seventh day you're supposed to rest. And that's very odd. That's an anomaly. That's not really, Shabbos is not really called a Mayed. Pasha Shabbos is, a, is something else than a Yantif. It's not a mayid. So Rashi right away says, or asks, what does Shabbos have to do with mayid? You're giving this as the introduction to the mayadis. You're giving Shabbos? It's not a mayid. So Rashi says it's coming to teach us something very important. If you're mechal the mayid, it's considered as if you're mechal Shabbos. If you keep the Yam Taivim, you keep the Mayadim, so then it's considered as if you're Mekayim the Shabbos. By the way, when we speak about Mechalas HaMayadais, it doesn't mean just Yantif. It also means Chalamayid. Mechalas HaMayadais also includes the Chalamayid period, and that's something that we you know, have to, in America at least, we don't understand what that means. I mean, I go to Great Adventure, I go to Hershey Park, I go to, you know, what do you mean, I mean, I'm, what am I supposed to do all day? So, there's a lot of halachas of chalamayid. A lot of halachas. There's a whole book I have on my coffee table right now, actually, in my house, 
uh, still from Pesach, and it's just a book on the halachas of Chalamay. People think the halachas of Chalamay is waking up late, um, you know, going to, uh, going to a theme park, and then uh, going to sleep. That's Chalamay. Chalamay has a ton of, a ton of mitzvahs, a ton of halachas, what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. You're supposed to, you're, you, we could drive and we can, uh, we can cook and we could clean and we could do certain things, but uh, it all has to always be in the spirit of Yantiv. It's, it's really a Yantiv. You see the way like Hasidim dress up on Chalamay, they dress up Yantiv. They have their Strymals and they have their Bekashas and they have, they look, it looks like the same as Yantiv or Shabbos by them. You know, for some reason, in America, we be- it became like a Sunday. Like, you, you wear your jeans on Kalamite, you wear your you know, regular shirts, you wear a sweatshirt, T-shirt. The truth of the matter is that yeah, that's not Kalamite. That's not the way Kalamite is supposed to be. Kalamite, by, by people that are nizer with Kalamite, Kalamite should be a day like, like Yantiv. You should wear your Shabbos suit, and you should wear, uh, you know, your reg- whatever you wear on Shabbos and Yantiv. That's what you should be wearing on Kalamite. And then there's many halachas about things that you're not allowed to do. You're not allowed to, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not supposed to do things unless it's a davar avid. You're not supposed to go shopping. Uh, you're not supposed to, uh, you know, unless it's friantif. You're not supposed to fix things. You know, it's not a time to fix your car and to change your tires. And to, you have to, there's, these are all very, very clearly defined halachas. Anyway, and if you're mechalal yantif, including chalamayed, it's like your Mechal Shabbos. If you're Mechal Shabbos, it's like your Mechal Yantiv. So what does that mean? What's the Shaykhaz? At the end of the day, that's very nice. The Torah puts it here to teach us to compare the two. So what does it mean? What's the Aymer Kadavr? So Babir Advarim, Aymer HaGain Remesha Feinstein Zatzal, Basifrei Darosh Meisha. Remesha has a Sefer. I remember when it first came out, I was very excited. Um, I was learning in Eretz Yisrael at the time. It was just after Amisha's Patira. Not just, I'd say maybe three years after. And there was a, uh, a very interesting in Kaltaira where I learned. So it's like a very big yeshiva. There's a big courtyard. And it, the yeshiva building is like a ches. So there's the front of the building. There's a base menish on one side. The dorms on the other side. There's a huge chatzar in the middle. And I'd say once a week, there was this Meicher uh, Svarim. And he'd come to the yeshiva and he'd like put down in milk crates, milk, uh, milk crates uh, maybe 50 milk crates, and it was full of like all the new svarim that came out. And you know, and you, you had an opportunity, you don't have to go anywhere. You just can go and do shopping right in your own, uh, in your own yeshiva chatzar. Well, that's not the interesting part of the story. What was interesting was that this meicher svarim, who I thought was just like, you know, he was like a Malachi, he was schlepping and whatever. Turns out he was a t- like a tremendous Tamil Chacham, and all of like the Kailal guys, like the senior, brilliant Kailal guys that were like Pekiyim and, and all the Lamdash Asugyas, they were talking to him and learning. Like they waited for him to come so that they should talk to him and learning. And this guy who I thought was a Shlepper, he thought he was just a Balmalacha, you know, it turns out he was bigger than everybody in the Yeshiva. He had to make a Parnassus, so he's, he's selling Svarim. It's a nice Parnassus, nothing wrong with that. But. The guys, mamish, like waited for him to come so that they could talk to him and learn. Now, to me, that was like a only an Eretz Israel type of moment. So, um, anyway, but I remember that he came to Yeshiva one day and he brought the Darish Meisha. And that was like, you know, I was like the first one to buy it in Eretz Israel, I think, because, you know, I loved Ramesha and uh, to have his Chidushim on, on Chomish, the, you know, the Drushas on Chomish was like, a, you know, an unbelievable, uh, an unbelievable treat. 
Anyway, so in his Sefer Darush Meisha, he says as follows: Hashabbos v'hamayados hein shtei cholyos hamashlimos achas esrei usa ayedei hatachlis hamusuyemesh and noyadol chalach man. Ramesha is saying that these two concepts of Shabbos and Yantav are not just sandwiched together in this parsha in order to show that um, you know that if you're Mechal Shabbos, it's like a Mechal Mayadis. Mechal Mayadis, it's like a Mechal Shabbos. Okay, Shkaya. So you could do that with anything. It could have stipped anything into the parsha Mayadis to teach you that. You know, if you're uh, I don't know, put Shatnis in there, and if you keep Shatnis, and it's like you're keeping Yom Tai. Like what's obviously there's a Kesher, a real Kesher between. Shabbos and Yantif. And Ramesha says that there is a tremendous Kesher between Shabbos and Yantif because each of these very holy days, very special days, come to infuse a Yid with emuna, but a very different kind of emuna, Very different kind of emuna, And that's why we need both to be mashlam one another. He says there are like two pieces of a puzzle that neatly fit together, but each piece needs its own, has its own special um, yisai that it brings to the to the party. Hashabbos, he says, she zecher What is Shabbos? Shabbos is a, a remembrance that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world in six days and rested on Shabbos. What does that do? What does that do for us? What's the yisai here? Mashrisha believe shaymreha. It makes us, if we're thinking, we just keep Shabbos, and we don't always think about what we're doing, we're so busy, you know, preparing for Shabbos, and eating Shabbos, and, uh, and sleeping on Shabbos, we don't always think about what Shabbos is. What Shabbos really is, besides for all the yummy stuff that we do on Shabbos, what Shabbos really is, it's supposed to be Mashrish Aramuna and Briyas Ailam. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Now, for us, hopefully that's a Dover Pasha, but there is Billions of people in the world that would take issue with that. They don't believe that. They don't either. There's a big bang theory, Darwinism. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we, we saw, we just came from the, from the apes and we, uh, you know, and, and everything just came from a, a random mistake in, in, in the universe and there was an explosion and just punked. You know, it just happens to be that we, we, we have an, a planet Earth with oxygen. We don't, we're, we're just the, the right amount of distance from the sun. We're not too close to the sun. We're not too far away from the sun. And we have every single type of creature with two eyes, with two ears, with two with a mouth, and with uh, that could walk, that could talk. And we have a million reptiles, we have a million types of birds and trees and flowers and fruit. That's just all. It's an accident. It just it didn't. There's no God, no creator. It's just purely accident. Not you know nothing to see here. And um, and of course, obviously they're wrong. Rebbe Chan Masaman says that how could smart people be so stupid? These are very smart people. Darwin wasn't a fool. And all the, all the billions of people that believe in Darwinism and believe in Big Bang, right? these are Harvard professors, Yale professors, Princeton, these are smart men. So how are they falling for this? It's a ridiculous thing. Every, every, every five-year-old you know, yeshiva boy knows that, it's a, that, it's, that it's, it makes no sense. So why don't they know that? And the answer is, says Rebbe Hanan, that they're blind. They're blinded. The, the Torah says that Shaykhad has the ability to blind even very smart people. Even righteous people, brilliant people, could be blinded, could be swayed if they're, if they're bribed. 
They're bribed. If you give me enough money, I'll suddenly see things very different. I could be very smart, very from, but if I'm, if I'm a judge, the terrorist says a judge could be swayed very easily for money. It doesn't have to be even money. Chazal say if you go over to the judge before a court case and you, there's like a little feather on his jacket and you say, oh, let me just get that for you. That he has to recuse himself from the case because that's already a shaykhad. Anything that you do to ingratiate yourself, to endear yourself to the judge, believe it or not, that little covet that you gave him might skew a, a case of billions of dollars. He might just throw your way because of that little shaykhad that you gave him. So he says that the world is also meshuchad. The world is bribed. All those brilliant Harvard professors and, and Sorbonne and all the, you know, whoever in the world thinks that, you know, that there's no Rabbani Shalom Khalilam, that there's no, and that there is no creator, there's no Bria Sailam. The reason why they believe that is because they can't see straight. As wise as they are, they're being bribed. Who's bribing them? Nobody's going over and paying them money to, to espouse Darwinism, to espouse evolution. You know what's bribing them? What's bribing them is their taivas. What does that mean? If I have a taiva to do something, let's say I, I want to be a very big mushkas, I want to live a crazy lifestyle, whatever my lifestyle choices are. Okay, I want to do it. I want to fulfill every taiva that I have. So what do you? Uh, so what do you do? I can't. If I believe, if I believe that there is a god in the world, then. If I believe that there's a God in the world, I will not be able to fully enjoy, to fully enjoy, to fully enjoy anything that I'm doing. Why? Because I have a conscience now. If there's a Rabbi Shalom, if I believe that there's a Bayre, and he's, he's not just the Bayre, he's the Manig, he's a Dayan, he's a, he's a Yedeakal, he's the Ein Saif, then I can't really do anything and really get enjoyment out of it because I'm always like wrought with, fraught with guilt. I feel guilty, like, you know, can I do this? Am I allowed? There's somebody watching, there's an eye in the sky. It makes me uncomfortable. So, but I want my taibus. I want to live a free and clear existence. I don't want to have this guilty conscience every single thing I do. That's a, so that's a bribe. That's a very big bribe. I want that. I want to be able to have a clear conscience and do anything that I want in life. So in order to do that, that's able to skew my mind so that I, I don't think clearly and I can actually espouse the, the most ridiculous shittas in the world all because I'm being bribed by my taivas. That's what Wolchanan says in a nutshell. Anyway, but there's a million, there's billions of people that don't believe in my sabratius. A yid comes along and, and makes kiddish Friday night, and, and, and by doing so, he's basically attest, attesting, testifying to the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, that there, there is a Bayre Olamim. That's what Shabbos is all about. Shabbos proclaims without any suffix, unequivocally, that there is a God that created the world, that there is a bayre to the world, that evolution is false, and Darwin, all, these, all these shitas are utterly false, and we are declaring that loudly and clearly by keeping Shabbos. Zeu atama du amachalas ha-Shabbos nechshav ki l'kaifer hu this is the reason, says Ramesha, that if you are Mechalel 
Shabbos, it's as if you're a kaifer the Maisa Bereshis. Chazal tell us that. If you're Mechal Shabbos, if you're, if you're not keeping Shabbos, you're being kaifer, you're, you're, dis, you're, you're denying Maisa Bereshis because that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is stating for the record that you believe in Maisa Bereshis. If you don't keep Shabbos, you're basically saying that you don't believe that there is a Bayrei. Now, let's, so that's one side of Shabbos. That's, what, that's the Amuna of Shabbos. Shabbos is the Amuna in Bria Sa'ilam. But there's still, if you only believe in Bria Sa'ilam, that's not enough. That doesn't make you a, a full card carrying Torah Jew. You need another type of Amuna in order to really be a full fledged Jew. And what is that? Hamayada is Kinegda, the Mayed, the Yam Taivim, on the other side of the equation, Naisim es Degel Hamuna, Biyaisa Kirishparacho Manig. What does Yantif represent? If Shabbos is the Emuna the, holding up the banner of Bria Sa'ilam, you know what Yantif's banner is? Yantif is holding up the banner of the Akrishparach, who is not just the Bari Ailam, that's Shabbos, but that he's the Maniga Ailam. Which means that you could also possibly have the belief that, okay, I'll agree with you that there's a creator of the world. I believe, I, I think, you know, the Big Bang Theory is, is, is absurd, makes no sense, mathematically, statistically, it's, it's crazy, the Big Bang Theory. Okay? But, what do I, uh, right, that's, I don't believe in, I, I believe that there's a Bayre, but there are people that believe in creation, but yet to say that, to take the next step, and to say that HaKadosh Baruch was also the Manig, which means that every single thing that happens in the world is orchestrated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. that means that right now HaKadosh Baruch Hu see, he's taking attendance of every single person in this room. And he knows exactly what we're thinking. And he knows exactly what we're going to be doing and what we did. And he knows exactly, and not only that, but he's running every single blade of grass outside. And every bird, and, and the moon, and the sun, and the stars, and every single thing. Every single thing. He is, uh, he is he's, he's running. He runs the show, but in, in a most dachistic form. Down to the most minutest particle of an atom. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in full control of the world. Not everybody's going to agree to that. I'll agree to that he's a creator, but maybe he created the world and then he just let us go on our own. He wound up the world and, and we're on our own now. There's no more, he has, there's no Ashkach Pratis, there's no more Hanhaga Asylum, he's not, he's not being Mahava the world. It's on cruise control the world. You could believe that also. But the, the Yantif comes along and teaches that no, if you're keeping Yantif, what you're basically saying is that you believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, that he's the mashkiach over the world, that he has hashkacha pratis over every single thing. Why is that what Yantip teaches us? What happened when he wanted to redeem us from Egypt? He did miracles and he took us out of there. Kemo came pirish me'aleinu. Anane paras melena anane akavid base lachtena ba midbar bezan mefarne saisana betkufas betkufas yesena beres lezerua sham gam nasalano as hatayra va mitzvas kedeshen nelach bederachayasher. What is the legacy of, of Pesach really? What is Pesach all about? Pesach showed something very clear to to us and and maybe to the world even that Hakadosh Baruch Hu runs things personally. And also that he's on Klai Yisrael's side. 
both things. Hakadosh Baruch Hu runs everything. The Eser Makas, the Makas Shalayam, Kriyas Yamsuf, uh, all the things that took place in Mitzrayim, in the Midbar, the Ananiya Kavid, the Sukkot, whether it's the Ananiya Kavid or Sukkot Mamish, or um, and Matan Taira. Matan Taira was a great revelation. Hakadosh Baruch Hu revealed Himself, showed the world and showed us, more importantly, that he exists and that he's here with us and he's protecting us and he's watching us. He loves us. That's Yantif. Yantif's legacy to us is Hashkacha Pratis, that not only is he the Bariyalam, but he's also the Manhigailam. He is running. He's the driver of the world. He is the one in charge, in, in, in control of everything. And we're sitting on a, on, a, on a plane and he's the pilot. We're sitting on a bus. He's the bus driver. He is controlling everything. And we just have to go along for the ride. He's, we're in good hands with him, and he's taking care of us, he's watching over us, and we have to feel secure and sheltered, being under the guidance and, and, the, uh, and the domination of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, the Torah is now coming, and it's teaching us, Says Ramesha. If you believe in one and you don't believe in the other, I believe in Shabbos, in the site of Shabbos and the Bria Asylum, I believe that. Ah, the Hashkacha Pradesh thing doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't speak to me. I don't know if I believe that. Or I believe in Hashkacha Pradesh, but I'm not sure about the, about the, the, the Bari thing. I don't know how the world was created, but I do believe that there's some force that's controlling. If I believe in one without the other, says Ramesha, the Torah here in Parshas Emmer is telling you that that's a big zero. That's not emuna. Emuna, you have to believe in both. If you believe in one and you don't believe in the other, it's really nothing. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't just a Bari Alam. He's a Bari and he's a Manik. He's not just a Manik, but he's also a Bari. You have to believe in both. Let's say I believe that Hashem created the world. But he gave over the world to other people to run. He's going to believe. It's as if you didn't believe in the Bria either. Because by his, stake, his mistaken understanding that the world is being run by somebody else, I don't have to keep the Torah because there's no more, there's no Rabbi Nishlam, you know, there's a, some other force in the world running this show and I don't have to serve God then. I could easily follow in the Kfira way. If you see in the beginning of Hilchas Vayitzchayichavim, the Ram gives a whole marocha, a whole lengthy explanation of how the uh, how Avedizar evolved. How did it happen? Like, who was the first one to be Avedizar? Able, able Why would I start bowing down to some idol or sun or moon? Like, Admiration believed in God. He, he knew that there was a God in the world. And, uh, and, and shame and ha. Everybody believed in God. When did this happen? So the Ramam says that it was all started by just a bad mistake. It was like a misunderstanding almost that Abba Dizara happened from. He says, originally everybody believed in God. And then what happened was that people thought that, you know what, I'm such a puny little guy, I should be worshiping God. I have a good idea. Why don't I worship 
the sun and the moon, they're like emtsaim. They're like the, uh, the middlemen between me and God. I could, I could see the sun, I could see the moon, I can make nice, uh, nice avidizaris of them, I can make pictures of them, I can make models of them, and, uh, and I'll serve them, and they'll in turn serve the rebellion. I believe in God, I do believe in God, but uh, I'm going I'm to just serve uh, a middleman, and, he, and in turn the sun, the moon, the stars will, will serve Hashem, and uh, you know, it will be like a domino effect. And then eventually, that was Dar Enish. Dar Enish started out okay, sort of. I mean, it's still Avedizara, but it's already, it's, it's well-intentioned Avedizara. But what happened was, with the course of time, and, and this happens very often, that with the best of intentions, what happens is that so, the next generation, or maybe a few generations later, say, you know what? There is no God. It's just the sun. I don't even know there's a God. They forgot about the fact there is a God that's, that they're supposed to be serving through the sun, but they're just the sun. Sun is God. There's a God called sun, a God called moon. And from that, all the Avedizaras started coming in and people started forgetting about Hashem. And the Ram continues and says, until Avram Avinu came along, Avram Avinu brought back the concept of God to the world and told them, Mamish, the whole world cannot believe that there was, uh, that, that it was the sun, the moon. That's why we call it Akum. It's the people that were serving stars and, and, and constellations because that's how it started. And, but Avraham Avinu came and pushed back against all those mistaken theologies and ideologies and he brought back the Rabbi Nishim to the world. He was the first one to call HaKadosh Baruch Hu Adin. So that is, uh, if a person just believes in in Maisabrachis, but not that Akadish Baruch actually continues to run the world, you're basically in the camp of Kaifim. Don't think, well, you get extra credit because you believe in Bria Asylum. I, I don't believe in Bria Asylum. It's crazy, big bang, I don't believe it. There's a God. But God gave over the world to some other power. That's how they deserve. If you believe that, if you don't believe that God is Mamish watching everything, and then what do you believe in already? You're believing in, uh, in either an Avedizara or you're believing in no God, but either way, you're not going to keep the Torah. So the Torah is putting Shabbos very deliberately at the beginning of Parshas Mayadin and says as follows, if you keep the, the Shabbos, Shabbos is the introduction to Mayadim, it's really the linchpin to the Mayadim because if you don't believe in, in, in Shabbos and you believe in the Mayadim, then it's Kilo your Mechal the Mayadim also because the Mayadim without Shabbos is nothing. If you believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world but He didn't create the world, you're not a, you're not a believer, that's not a Muna. And if you believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, you believe in Shabbos, if you don't believe in Yantif, if you don't believe in the concept that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, then you're also a Kaifer. So we put together these two to teach you that you need both, says Ramesh. You need, you need Shabbos and you need Yantif. If you have both, beautiful. If you don't have both, then you have neither. You, it's like you have nothing. You believe that he runs the world. Other people maybe created the world. He runs it now. That's not good either. Don't. There's no such thing as a compromised emuna. This is a famous var from Reb Chaim Brisker. Also, he always used to say that Nebuchadnezzar is Eichadapikairis. That's the famous line of Reb Chaim. He says that you might be a well-intentioned Apikairis. You might like think that you're on the right track and that you believe in you believe in, in Bria Sail, you don't believe this, you believe in that, you don't believe, if you're but if you, just because you don't really uh, fully understand, you might be the best intentioned guy. You might really be- think that you're doing a big mitzvah by believing in Bria Asylum without the other thing, or believing in one of the Yud Gimalikrim and not and but unless you believe in all the Yud Gimalikrim, you're a Kaifer. 
You have to believe in everything. There's no such thing as, all right, we'll give you, you know, A for effort. There's no A for effort when it comes to Amunah. You have to believe in every one of the Yud Gimelikim. If I don't believe that the Torah is Misinai, if I don't believe in Mashiach, if I don't believe in Tchiyas HaMesim, if I don't believe in, uh, in, in that there's one God, if I don't believe... all You go down the 13 Ikrim, and every single one of them must be checked off entirely for you to be considered a Maimon. There's no such thing, well, I got a 70 on my test. That's pretty, no, no, no. There's no passing grade. It's either a 100 or it's a zero. And that's where Meisha is your site over here. And it's something that uh, is very, very fundamental to our, uh, our, our regiment, our diet of Emunah. We need Shabbos. Shabbos is so important to us because it, you have to think about on Shabbos, Bria Asylum. Your very essence on Shabbos has to proclaim to the world HaKadosh Baruch created this world. And Yantiv is a different Aveda. It's not so much, it's not so much Emuna and Bria Asylum, it's, it's Emuna and Hanag Asylum, also equally important. And they're put together in this parasha to say that one without the other, it might be you're, you know, you're, you're trying your best, but there's no trying your best. You need both. You need to believe in both. And if you believe in just one without the other, says Ramesha, it's as if you are Kaifer Be'ikr.